We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Special guest this week, Warrior Twitter enemy number one, maybe top five, definitely, definitely number one. If you go back to like 2018 or so, for sure. Uh, host of the ETCs podcast. Uh, I don't know how else do you want to introduce yourself, Eddie? Eddie Gonzalez. What's uh, up, man? I think that was. Am I one? I try to think of who is worse or slash better so to speak but i might be one like i was definitely beating the drum <laughs> you, you you were peaking in terms of like visceral hate from warrior fans uh <laughs> maybe 2017 maybe 2018 it's probably it, subsided son since then you've the, fallen down I, in the power rankings you might be like 12 or 15 now yeah like i'm definitely uh i'm definitely on a steph run like i'm like still respected but I'm not on a contender, you know? Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> wow, we're going to go there right now? <laughs> no, but you know what? I think uh, cuffs, but cuffs is like a different thing. So it was like, yeah, I was definitely up there. I was definitely up there. <laughs> so Four we're times, the, though. Yeah. So we're in the off season right now. So I feel like might as well rehash that stuff. I'm, I'm scrolling Twitter these days. I know you kind of feel similar on this. And you just see people having like, Iverson versus Kyrie like who's better and it's like it's August 28th what are we doing guys that sort of thing right there and it just it kind of makes me on some level miss like the times five years ago like when there was that like visceral but very authentic hate between like Cavs fans LeBron's fans and like yeah. fans back in the day because I feel like social media these days is like all just kind of a knockoff impression of what like organically happened five years ago. Yeah. I mean, maybe even seven, eight years ago, you, you know, the time period. I mean, I feel like, I feel like back when, you know, me and you or me and Andy or whoever sure. were getting into it, it was understood. Like it, it's jokes, you know, we're like, right. we're being funny. Uh, we're exaggerating. We're doing stuff that's supposed to be funny. Uh, it's not this serious, but I think now everybody, they use the word platform. Everybody feels like they have platform, which I think is disrespectful to actual platforms to call your Twitter <laughs> account. <laughs> but I think now it's like uh, 
everybody's trying to be an expert and everybody's trying to be right. You know what I mean? Like when I was arguing with you, it wasn't about being right. It was kind of about being funnier. Everybody sure. wants to be right now. They're having these, con- they're not conversations, they're competitions. So you get these, you know, this player versus that player in the middle of the day on August, whatever. And it's like, yo, they haven't played basketball in three months. Like, I don't, I'm not really concerned, you know? Um, yeah. And it just feels like there's a lot more people who pop up where it's like, oh, you created this account with like hopes you could grow it to eventually get a job where you get to actually do this as opposed to, I mean, when you and I were talking shit, really, like I, I didn't have some like grand plan to grow a platform and no, like turn anything like that. It was just kind of like, obviously like, like, you know, passionate about the Warriors and <laughs> obviously like could not get enough of just like arguing back and forth, like substitute for, you know, going back and forth with your buddies at a bar or something like that, really. Yeah, and it was like, you know, Twitter, I understood Twitter as a tool. So, like, some of it is conscious in that sense. But I was trying to write about music, you know, and then, like, I was just watching basketball and football in my spare time and saying, yo, this is what I think, right? I, I wasn't trying to get on TV with Kendrick Perkins or whatever <laughs> everybody's goal is. I was just talking my shit and then you know LeBron and the Warriors became adversaries in a way that was like unavoidable and it's like all right well you guys got all these jokes and now I got these jokes too and and, and this and that and but it was never this thing like yo I'm building up a podcast through tweets right 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 (laughs) you know and no um, those things just like I feel like the ones that are successful always it's like it, it organically happens it's not like some sort of you know pre pre rehearsed like corporate plan you know it, yeah because there's definitely I, I don't know if it still exists but i think at, at a point and, and blue wire did a great job with this i think they jumped on it intelligently it's like there is a pathway to okay enough people like this stuff you're saying about this thing why not essentially uh you know put it all in one place and sell it right in, on a podcast and so there's definitely like this pathway to doing that and i think it's so crowded now that it's not so much but three four five years ago like basically when you got struck at the right time it was it was the perfect way to do it it's like yo wait ten thousand people are showing up every day to see what i think about the 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 warriors hornets game last night like hold on man shout out with ball (laughs) yeah shout out mellow but it, it was definitely you know striking while the iron was hot and there was a pathway i don't think that exists anymore just because it's so crowded I just think you have to, you have to be saying something original. It's, there's a a million people online who do like a Walmart brand version of like Zach Lowe, you know, like, I mean, he's an example. It's like, bro, if I want to listen or read Zach Lowe, I'll just go find the man. I don't need your, like you basically regurgitating what he says, like, just be yourself. Anyway. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And, and, and I don't dwell on this all day either, but. (laughs) <laughs> that's always the advice I give. Like people hit me up and say, I, I want to start a pod. I want to do media. I want to do like be original. Like there's already that thing out there. Zach Lowe's the perfect example. Yeah. Zach, Zach, he's not the first person to gift plays and then show you who set the back pick on the weak side or right. whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Or to know terminology because he heard it from a coach or whatever right. his thing is. But he, he did it on the biggest way 
And so now that's done. Like he's, he's done him. And if you do anything like that, it's just a smaller imitation. So why not do something different, you know? And, and that's what people got to keep in mind. Cause it's like, <clears throat> okay, you're breaking down plays and this is dope, but I could just read the Zach Lowe joint. Right. And have learned all this as well. And so that's what I was, I was just trying to advise people on is like, you know, don't, don't be the cheaper version of somebody else because then you're exactly that. And there's no reason to skip the better version. Exactly. Yeah. It's anyway, we're, we're aligned on this one. So I want to, I want to go back then to back at the time. So I don't know how many people know you're from Northern California, you're from Sacramento, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, enough people know, but yeah, no, yeah. From, from Northern California, which, which made it funny because I used to be in the Bay a lot. I'm a Raider fan, right? So right. I used to go to a ton of games at Oracle. I used to be all over the place. This is way before I was like showing my daily life on the internet. But yeah, sure. I used to be out there all the time. And definitely, definitely like in the thick of it when the Warriors got going. Well, I feel like, and and you're pretty much my age range. So you remember the Sacramento Kings like in the early 00s. Yeah, yeah. Were yeah. legitimate. I was, like I, f- I feel like every Warrior fan was uh, like a closet Kings fan during that era. Cause the Warriors, were, the Warriors were garbage. It's like you rooted for the Warriors, but the season was ending April 15th, no matter what, you know, they're going to be nice, <laughs> nice 20 and 62. You know, you're lying to yourself that Troy Murphy is going to be the future. So stuff like that. Yo, then, what a time. <laughs> and then um, like the only thing I think that unites uh, all of Northern California is like hatred of LA sports teams. So back, <laughs> right, right. back in that time, you had the Kings and the Lakers. That was a legitimate rivalry. Yeah. Uh, so it was just like, I feel like every Warrior fan I knew, like when the playoffs started, they're like, all right, just can the Kings beat the Lakers? That sort of thing. <laughs> and so it's just, I, I, I feel like people from Sacramento who are like in that age range and remember that it's weird because then the Warriors obviously become amazing six, seven years ago. And yeah. Meanwhile, the Sacramento Kings are like the punching bag of the entire sport these days. There's a good argument that that's the worst franchise in sport. There's some bad franchises in sports, but you look at their draft history, you look at the coaching hires and fires, you look at the front office moves. It's been a rough 15 at, years up there. It's, it's, you know, it's been bad. And it's like, it's like stuff like they picked Jimmer a, a pick before Clay, right? And yeah. It's like, and there's like five before Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like, I think they picked somebody right before Gian- with Giannis is Giannis, but they've done that like time and time again. And there's these, these back-to-back picks. And so Thomas, you could add a superstar and you got Thomas a Robinson, one pick before Dame comes to yeah. mind. They could have had yeah. Dame and Boogie together. I mean the, the Luca stuff is I don't think we'll ever get the true story unless Luca comes out and tells it. Right. I don't think he cares. But the Luca stuff is just damning, like mm-hmm. it's just it's just a hellscape. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel, the, I feel like the Lucas stuff isn't even a secret now. I mean, it depends if you believe it, but like it's constantly yeah. like Vladdy and did not vibe with his family or just did not like him on a personal level was like part of it. It's like, uh, that's that's been like that's not me like privately. That's been like reported over yeah, and yeah. over again. And Whether you believe it's a different story. And then even like the public facing, like we as too many ball handlers, right? <laughs> so like, what is, yeah. God now, forbid I, you have two guys who can create their own shot, right? <laughs> I, I feel bad for Marvin Bagley because I think he, when he gets in the right spot, will actually be a really good pro. But it's like, man, those two guys that came out of that, it's, 
what do you do? You know, and even and, and even um Aiden looked great in the playoffs last year. So it's like, yo, imagine being the whiff in the beginning of that draft. That's sick. I feel like Aiton, like no one says anything about the Suns just because like Bagley's the only guy in that the top of that draft who hasn't really popped yet. You know, like he yeah. hasn't had a good year or anything. But it's like I know Phoenix had a nice little run last year and they have a good team and Aiton's objectively really good. They could have Luca and Booker just to build around <laughs> for the next seven, eight years. Like they can lie to themselves all they want that like it was the right move. But like, I don't know, man, <laughs> you, you kind of you might have like the two best perimeter playmakers under the age of 25. You could have. I mean, put it like this. If they call Dallas or Atlanta, uh, and they're offered, hanging up. Yeah. yeah, they're hanging up on them. <laughs> like, are you, what? It's a joke. And then they're hanging up. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it is. It is what it is. I mean, he, he could develop to be a much better player than he already is. Uh, you know, there's no shame in getting exposed by Giannis, of all people, in the finals. Right. But, you know, yeah, you could have Luka Doncic right now. <laughs> you could have a future, like, I mean, it's MVP. better It's better for the Warriors that Luka and Booker, they didn't build a team around that because that might have some <laughs> that might have some serious staying power. But, uh, yeah, they, <laughs> right. But what I was going to say, let's let's take it back to when the Warriors got good. So you're a you're noted LeBron fan, at least back from that era. So <laughs> yeah. was it was that mostly just because you actually really like his game, or you were just trying to rile up Warrior fans because you're from Sacramento? <laughs> God, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I, I'm like a genuine, genuinely a fan of LeBron and his game, and I, I, you know, it's funny now. Like the game is a little more oversaturated with some of the stuff he does and just kind of right. you call it martyr ball as you call it yeah yeah <laughs> and uh um but at a time especially so i'm 35 so lebron came into the league i was still in high school so it was like yo this he's is one like year this, ahead of you then huh yeah it's yeah, just okay. like this dynamo mm-hmm. you know prodigy and so it was exciting there's kobe there's him there's all these players and he did all like the exciting things of the game and then as this game matured um, it was it was still fascinating to me in that way. Uh, but, yeah, I was definitely a fan of him. But the Warrior fans will fight back. They'll be funny. You know, right. they, they could take a joke. Uh, when I joke with Laker fans now, when I joke with LeBron fans now, it's, like, all sensitive and just everything is butthurt, for lack of a better term. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. like, they're just offended by everything. It's like, yo, I didn't call Sam and Andy every name in the book. Like, come on, bro. Like, say something back. Like, it's just it's just a persecution complex, and it's like, how how can you have a persecution complex from the player who's I'm gonna say widely renowned as like the greatest player? Like, there's no persecution. He's everybody's accepted. He's no one's arguing. Three. He he's not the best player of this era. The most you know that sort of thing. And like like you said, you you could argue like Jordan's better than him, but like that's what we're getting to. And imagine the like imagine that that's a diss. Right. How dare you say Michael Jordan is better at basketball than this guy? How da- <laughs> like what? How- that's Michael Jordan though. Like that's a those compliment. are those are like I used to. I used to like get annoyed by those. It's like what do you, what do you mean? Like you think you know? Do you know who Jordan is? And then I it, it dawned on me. It's like I'm arguing with 22 year olds. They didn't <laughs> see him. Like and and then it started getting me thinking. It's like are you really going to spend your day arguing with college kids? about Michael Jordan, like, go, go be productive, Sam. You know? <laughs> Yo, as somebody who constantly replies, uh, <laughs> I get it. 
I get it. I mean, when I, I try to just be quippy and just be a smart ass, like, yeah, I realized a long time ago, I'm not changing nobody's mind. Right. And very few people will probably change my mind. So it's like, why are, and then when you take like, a, like even a smaller step back and you're like, yo, we're just saying all the same things. Like I know right. this argument's going. Like I said, yeah. if we, if we start arguing about Steph and it's like, uh, at some point, I'll say, well, he won, he won finals MVP. And then right. and he'll go, well, look who – seven people they pick. It. It's like, is that accurate? And then, yes. and then we just go on and on. And it's like one of those um, pick-your-own-adventure books. Yeah. Like, I did all the past. Like, I get it now. Yeah. And, I was going to say, it's just a circle. Then Urkel's going to quote-tweet you with the finals oh record. And then, and then, and then it, you know, the debate is complete. That's right. Yeah, it no, yeah. It's like <laughs> neither one of us have, have moved an inch. But we said all the stuff. We hit all the buttons. So it just got it just got tired in that sense. And then uh like the sneaky thing is like me and you've been cool for a long time. Yeah. So so it couldn't be that adversarial. And it's like, all right, like let's let's move on here. <laughs> I just I just wonder if you can ever recreate a rivalry, like what happened then, because the combo of like the Warriors kind of being like no one saw that coming. Yeah, way, yeah, yeah. The way it happened. Then you have like LeBron going home, which is always going to be kind of like the part of his career where he's most popular because it's just such like a fairy tale type of story. Like try to win in Cleveland, who can never yeah. win. Yeah. And then it, it kind of hits the perfect moment when like social media explodes. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's the part of it, which often gets untold. Like it, it, it was kind of the perfect type of rivalry. Um, and then you mix in the fact that like, it's right around the time where like all us dudes who like no one would ever <laughs> know anything about could like make a voice for ourselves that like with it by, by like midway through the rivalry, like, I mean, you've seen your tweets on like the jump and stuff like, like, but like midway through it, it's just like, all right, I, you don't you know, like focus on like Steph and LeBron. Don't, don't focus on like what I said online, you know? <laughs> right. There was this really, so there's two things. It's like this really, you, you can't script this, but like these kind of philosophical basketball theories at odds, right? Oh, right. Like what the Warriors are doing. And then with the Cavs doing like what they represent and all these both on and off the court, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a million ways, like mm -hmm. in a million ways, and almost with every single player, you know, like nobody player Draymond empowerment is, versus like yeah. traditional team. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Draymond is very, very, very clutch now. I know how you guys, how you guys yeah. talk about him now, but at the time it was like there was this, there was this very fine line in the middle, and then that story of of that rivalry had this perfect act one, act two, act three kind of arc to it. And it's right. like the Warriors become this thing. And it, it's like, they're this like spunky underdog and they're, they're going to war with the Spurs. And then like, wow. Like I remember the Steph game against the Spurs and he ended up gassing out. Like you could tell he just, it was just too much. Or Mono right? hit the overtime game yeah. winner. Yeah. And it was just like, they just, he ran out of gas, but it was like admirable. Like, you know, like they weren't even supposed to be in round two, you know. I think that's the last time anyone ever played a drop coverage for Steph Curry. I remember <laughs> watching, I was, I saw highlights of it go across my Twitter feed last week and I'm watching it. It's just like Tim Duncan, you know, like dropping off the screen, like Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah. 
I can't even remember. I, I don't, I think I, I can't, I've never seen anyone play Steph like that. You know, like I totally forgot that like before he was Steph teams were like, <laughs> yeah, get, he can't make 10 threes. Like that's not going to yeah. happen. You know? yeah, yeah. And so like, there's this arc of that. And then they, at the time, you know, LeBron is LeBron, the best player ever. And then they slowly turn it. Like, it's like, holy, are they contenders? Holy right. shit. And then you got Barkley every day reminding us, well, oh, they just shoot too many jumpers. Yeah. Never and then the first final is kind of like the end of the first act because, you know, you have these built-in excuses and it's how it's running back. But then they actually run it back. And then there's actually a third act where, you know, our guy Kevin shows up and it's just like adds all these elements. I, you, you can't really script it like how it went. And those guys will be telling people about that series and that time of their life forever. Yeah, because it's like you can even look at it now and like what the Nets have going on is interesting. And like they're my pick to win it all if they stay healthy. They probably would have last. You know, it is what it is. They have the most talent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just doesn't have the and, – and obviously I'm biased. Like I'm, I'm in the Bay. It doesn't feel <laughs> like it's uh, the same level of just like – it was a perfect storm. Like half the elements we're mentioning here, you, you couldn't script if you wanted to, like you no. can't script uh, the fact that like, you know, the Warriors played a very specific style of like team ball movement, basketball, uh, which no one else had really done. No one else was doing and no one else even tries to recreate. Cause it's like, so unique to like, Steph, Dre, and Clay. Like, you, yeah, yeah. You, like if the Nets ran that, it, what would be the point? Like, they'd just be worse than playing the way they're supposed to play, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you, you want like Harden, just like as like you know, Kyrie and Katie are running off screens. Like, what's the point of that, right? Yeah, that type yeah. of thing. But um, you have that, and then like you, you juxtapose it to like LeBron and Kyrie, who are very more like you know, high pick and roll, like get out of the way. Yeah. I'll, you know, whether it's like Kyrie, you know, cooking someone in like mid range or LeBron just kind of like dissecting teams with his passing is just so antithetical the way they played. And it, it made the whole, it, it felt like you were like, yeah, it was, it's like you said, it's like two philosophical differences. It's like what philosophy yeah. you're into. It's like almost like a political fight on some level. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, isn't that how sports arguments do these days? Yeah. Like these two yeah. guys screaming at each other on yeah. just, completely opposing sides right <laughs> like and you have to pick you have to be you can't be you can't be in the middle and see both sides it's, it's like you're right. a fraud you're an asshole or whatever yeah because like the boring answer is like yeah you can win playing both ways depending on who your talent is <laughs> right right and it's, it's, it's like if you're sitting in the middle going like yo this guy's making points too then you're 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 like scared <laughs> you're scared to stand up for it i'm like no i mean he's presented me all this information it's actually it's actually useful so but no it was just it was a perfect storm in a lot of ways and I think I always tell people uh that first quarter of the 17 finals the first game it's like I don't think I ever seen basketball better more intense just the, like the they, speed. that was the peak of basketball to me it's crazy as sound like that was a five-game series that half even yeah. was just it was so intense it was so fast it was so talented and skilled that's not happening again unless there's so I mean there'll be another basketball pretty much that's not happening for a long time pretty much every one of those players was like at their physical peak then too that's the other part of it it's like we and you take that for granted like the Brooklyn Nets are a perfect example it's like 
you take for granted just having everyone get to the matchup without being like banged up or on the sideline too. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's other part of it. It's like, we can all look on paper and be like, Ooh, Nets versus Lakers could be a really fun final because of all these different matchups. Like, how do I know half those players aren't going to be, you know, injured in street clothes by the playoffs? Last last year is the perfect example. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody just had it decided, like we're going to get, you know, Kawhi, we're going to get LeBron, AD versus Kevin, Kyrie, and James. And, like, we're going to get that. And we're scripting out, like, the matchups in our head. And, okay, yeah. where does LeBron go? And and uh, who's KCP guard? And uh, who else has to be on the court? And, all right, AD can match Kevin. Uh, right. uh, is Kevin going to then guard AD? Or what are they going to – and they, they didn't they didn't even get close to playing each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they didn't even and, – and now, and now they're – Two very different teams, especially the Lakers. They're two very different teams. And Lakers got you know, the 2012 Eastern Conference All-Stars plus Russ yeah. going right now. And it's like uh, you know, I remember after the 15 finals, it's like they gotta run it back. They yeah. gotta like it's gonna be fire. And, and then they all get there, like they all get there in different states, but they all get there for 16. And and that series is so damn dramatic. It's like it uh, it another perfect storm like they had all these perfect things going on and i think what you said too is it all happening on social media amplified it times 100 and made it better it was you know it was like i said 17 that was like the peak of basketball to me but that run you know that's as fun as i remember basketball being since like jordan was winning 73 games and yeah that was like a singular force and he was he was a rock star like michael Jackson that was yeah. different this is a collection of guys and it almost the Jordan thing almost felt like when you're watching like one of those dominant college football teams where you're like yeah. you're watching to see if like can even be beat like yeah you know they're the best team but you're wondering if like ten, tonight's gonna be the night that like Cinderella went you know or whatever it, you know wins the, the peak of Jordan was kind of like the uh the peak of Reggie Bush but yeah like times a hundred like times a hundred like he is easily the best athlete that's going to get on this field today. And he might just score a hundred yards. I have to see it. I cannot miss him maybe yeah. scoring a hundred yard touchdown. And that was Jordan. It's like, he might score 80 today. We don't know. Like he might, he might, he might touch the top of the backboard. We don't know. And you just tuned in for that. It was like the circus aspect almost. The best part of the Jordan thing was like at the end, he was dealing with like the internal. It's like, Oh, Dennis Rodman hasn't no one's seen him for three days. Like can Jordan win without that? Like it's like these random effects, or it's like, but in your mind you're like, nah. But Jordan doesn't lose. I, I just can't see how they're gonna lose, you know. Even though you all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I I I, uh, I had a friend make a really great point, and I I never told him it was a great point because it's mid like LeBron Jordan argument. But it was like, well, well, Jordan's never won with an underdog team, and it's like, well, Jordan's the reason he never not, had yeah. an underdog team. It's like. Oh shit, that's a good boy. So I mean, but there was definitely this air of just invincibility with him. And I don't think anybody can recreate that. That was it was just perfect. But he proved it too. Like he showed right. it time and time again. You know, if I'm here and I'm full, we're not going down. And you know, Jordan's special. Jordan Jordan's that guy. I feel like that also kind of points to like my issue with sports media, where it's like you can take it to Warriors Cavs or you can take it to Jordan but it's like we clearly have these like points where all this organic stuff happens 
and it just peaks at the right time. And like your mom is texting you about basketball. <laughs> and like, I guarantee you, my mom knows three basketball players total, you know, yeah, but it's yeah. like, it's just kind of the NBA has hit this like point that it's got the people who don't care caring. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, and then it goes the other way and you hit like this period where it's like, I don't really know what's going on with the league. And it's just kind of like only hoops fans are really paying attention. And then sports media is like trying to find a way to chase, to make people who aren't normally interested, interested. And I would say if anything, it has like the net, the opposite effect. Like you just kind of have yeah. to let it be talk about the game and then things are going to naturally happen. Like yeah. no one saw like the Bucks winning it this year. I thought was really cool. Um, they had a they had a lot of things break their way for it to happen, right? Yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, you know, Giannis getting fifty in an elimination game like that was just like, I don't know. If you told me three months before the finals that's what was going to happen, I'd be like, nah. You know, like they're not getting, they're not no. getting through, they're not getting through all these teams and getting there. And, you know, and I feel like it was even better because, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't scripted. We weren't like talking about it in that capacity. And you know how it goes, like time scrubs off a lot of the blemishes. So when, when they talk about Giannis's title in 10 years, it's going to be like, yo, he beat KD in game seven on the road. Right. KD had 50. And he still beat him. He made him. Mm -hmm. He made the game winner over him. You know, they'll they'll romanticize it in a way, but you know, it was a great run. At yeah. the end of the day, it was a great run. The the Hawks series was tough as well. And trust when when that Bucks DVD comes out, or I don't is it even a DVD? I don't know what they even call it now. But when the Bucks Championship doc comes out, um, uh, Kyrie holding his ankle and Trey holding his ankle will not be on the doc. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll just be just. Um, the block against Phoenix, it'll be, you know, dunks. In the Chris, Chris Paul game. turning it over will be on the dock, though. <laughs> it'll be uh, 14 free throws out of 16 or whatever. It'll be a lot yeah. of that. But, but that's what time does to it. And we're so in the moment and so instantaneous. Everybody right. feels like they have to respond to everything in the moment. It's, in five years, it won't read like this at all. We don't talk – like, when we talk about Kobe uh, 2010, we don't talk about – Unless you're being an asshole, you're not talking about him missing 18 shots or whatever. You're like, right. yo, they like gritted it out. Like he got 15 rebounds. He, he made the yeah. cut streak goes. Like you tell the story way different. Yeah, and you, you leave the six for 24 part out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, but that's what Tom does. So, well, I kind of got there with the Giannis run too. Like we just got a Suns Bucks finals. Like that's yeah. You know, and we have these collections of stars in these big cities. And whoever like Suns Bucks, that's whoever, crazy. Whoever bet on that game to the finals, uh, Yo, made some serious money. I, I'm happy for like guys like Devin Booker, right? Um, you know, Chris Middleton, guys who are stars, right? But they're not superstars or whatever. However, you want to rank the the guys, but they're not the faces of the league. They get over. It's like yeah, but it's like yo, we get to see how how great they are if we put them on the right stage. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, if last year's playoffs didn't show you that, like, maybe you shouldn't judge Zach Levine for being yeah. in a terrible yes. situation or something like, like, because, like, we we love to do that thing, like, well, he's a losing player. It's yeah. like, it's like, I promise you, you know, like De'Aaron Fox, for example, he's, he's a really good player. He's not superhuman. He can't, like, yeah. make Sacramento yeah. amazing and, like, 
it's just good to have those reminders. Like someone like Devin Booker, like everyone's just like, oh, 70 and a loss. Like, did they lose because he scored 70? Like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. you got to give me a reason why he is the reason that they're losing. Because all I'm seeing is a guy who's like a elite scorer um, who just doesn't have a team around him. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I blame, I blame the absolute top, top flight guys. I blame Kevin. I blame LeBron. I blame guys like that. Because we get to, a, I don't know how we get accustomed when this is rare, so rare, but we get weirdly accustomed to like, you hit the, you hit the league and you immediately make your team better and you immediately are a star and you immediately like turn yourselves into a contender and within five times yeah, team in the finals. That's not how it works. Cuban, Cuban had a quote like that where this was back in the day uh, when uh, OKC was a thing and uh, Katie and Russ were on OKC. He's like, I don't think, I don't consider Russ a superstar. Yeah. And he was basically I mean, like, it, which, it was funny. It's like, because I remember all Mavs fans are like, why do you continually find ways to hurt, <laughs> hurt our chance of ever signing good players? But um, he was making, he says like, you're not a superstar unless like, you can guarantee me 50 wins. Um, right. which was, he was making the point, like, as long as I had Dirk on my team and he was in peak condition, yeah. I could pencil us in for 50 a season. And if, if that's like your logic, that's pretty much only Katie and LeBron over the last decade anyway, yeah. where it's just yeah. like, if you have them on your team, you know, assuming you don't put together like the worst roster on earth, you're probably going to at least be like a mid-tier playoff team and win about 50 games. Yeah, and that's not the norm at all. And um, I think I think Steph's a perfect example. I think James Harden's a perfect example. Right. I think Book and Zach Levine. It's like, it's insane that Zach Levine's been on two teams because <laughs> look how talented he is, right? Right. Uh, and it, it takes time. And you have, to set, you have to surround that talent with other talent to make it an actual team that where mm-hmm. he can thrive. And you can look at him and see the skill. Like you can look at him and see that there's something there. And it usually does take time. Like the Zion story, like mm-hmm. they got to build a contender. Why he's 20. He, he's not even contender ready yet. Like let him build him up. Or just, or just process. Point, or just point out why the team's not winning. That's usually what it comes right. down to. It's like, well, you know, the bulls can't defend. Okay, so even if Zach Levine was Kawhi Leonard, which he's not, you know, but like yeah. even if he was, is he protecting the rim? Is he going yeah. to put like defense like a team thing? You know, like he's a scorer. He's not, you know, he's not Rudy Gobert anchoring a defense. So yeah. like I, I think even, you know, Warrior fans can even point it out because like the Warriors were 37 and 25 when Steph played last year like the nine games he missed is basically why they fell into the play-in but so what even if you extrapolate that out that's like a middle of the tier middle of the road playoff team why because there's nothing around him on the roster it's like (laughs) Draymond playing defense and that's about it and you know it's you I would use that as a positive column for Steph where it's just like Man, they they gave him a really awful team, and he still made them above average and pretty good. But it's like also kind of reminds you that like it takes more than just what we we like to talk about basketball players like it's like it's tennis or or golf or yes. something. It's like oh, yes. it's uh it's Steph versus you know Harden. It's like yeah, well, I, I bet I bet like James Harden misses having like Chris Paul and all these guys on his team and that sort of stuff. You know, 
right? Well, it's it's, it's funny. We talked about the philosophical differences earlier with like the Cavs and the Warriors and the Cavs are, there's this, you know, there's this hero ball aspect of, of, of what they have. And it's like, well, if we have LeBron, we have a chance. But if LeBron loses, what is the first thing we point out? The things that are around <laughs> LeBron. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a team game, but it, it, there's a way to parade your guy around as, as a singular one-on-one game. Basketball's damn near the consummate team game, right? right. Like There's football and there's more guys. It's almost part of the reason why, but basketball is like, if we're not all working in use, it won't matter. We're, we're going to look bad. We're going to look crazy if we're all not on the same page. Uh, but I, I blame Jordan. I always blame Jordan. He, I blame he turned into this. <laughs> I blame a lot of things. But like it turned into this singular element. And there's this idea that if, if KD scores 49 in game seven, it, KD can get to a level that's high enough in the game that matters. And it won't matter. Whatever happens the rest of the game, sure. they will win the game. But you could lose by two inches. You know what I mean? Even at right. that level. And so I, I, I hate that basketball has been written in that way. You right. know, it's just this celebration of one player. And, and that is the one thing I did kind of appreciate about the Warriors, even mid mid animosity is like they move the hell out of the ball. And like it's it's all Steve, about everybody thriving together. Steve Kerr one. taking the podium and thanking Zaza for his yeah, like yeah. four screens as being the key to the W. <laughs> What's up, Lightyear's listeners? Andy and I are here to bring you a free giveaway from Pacific Catch. Make sure to tune in and find out our next Spotify green room. We will be giving away a $100 gift card to Pacific Catch. Ready for this summer's taste explosion? Come try new Ahi Poke Bombs at Pacific Catch. Featuring sustainable yellowfin tuna in a tofu pocket, they're just some part of the delicious new endless summer menu of bombs, bowls, and bites. And with our fun island-inspired cocktails, there's no better place to enjoy the endless California summer. Go to PacificCatch.com to find your nearest location. Pacific Catch, sustainable seafood, West Coast styles. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, let's talk about the Warriors real quick before uh, we get out of here. So they're now, uh, they're now kind of, uh, I feel like they're floating. They're not done, but they're also not fully in it, right? Like, one, we don't know what Clay's going to look like. Two, yeah. they have a bunch of lottery picks. They're talented. 
doesn't mean they're like ready to contribute in a playoff setting anytime soon. And I feel like they're just kind of in this weird holding pattern. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not ready to throw in the towel on their, uh, like the original core guys, but they're also not ready to go all in on them either. Where are you at with them? Well, I, I wonder, and I was very curious to see what Steph was going to do this year. I thought maybe he holds their feet to the fire and says, get us some more. Um, the luxury tags always looms. I think that's yeah. the not so secret, dirty secret about the franchise at the moment. And pandemic couldn't help that. Um, but I, I'm very curious. And if you're Steph, you have to take that contract. It doesn't matter. Like you, can, right. you can get traded out if you feel that upset. I'm very curious to know the private conversations they have because I'd imagine he he's he's very motivated to continue to compete for titles. And Draymond as well. Draymond's pretty vocal about it. <laughs> and I, I'd imagine Clay is on Draymond just does the dirty work for Steph publicly. It's like yeah, good, yeah, cop, you know. good cop, bad cop. Like Steph says like the the right things in the media, then Draymond just comes out there and says, ah, oh, but this is what he's really thinking. Enforcer <laughs> in, in, in every element for Steph to the, in, in, no matter what, you know, every yeah. every place, on the court, off the court. Um, but so part of me goes, are they plenty the season? I, I don't know. You know, they added some pieces. I, they do look to be talented. I, I don't even know if last year they I, – I thought last year they took a real shot, especially when they lost Clay and it's like, okay, let's go get some pieces. Let's add some stuff. And they didn't all work. You know, uh, no, they did a lot not. of complaints about Kelly Oubre, a lot of complaints about – a lot of little pieces they picked up, they didn't all work. But Shout out Brad Wanmaker. It had, had, had Oubre been what you needed him to be, had he been held, had Steph remain healthy, is it is there a universe where they get through the West last year? Why not? Why why couldn't they beat Utah? Why couldn't they beat Phoenix? You know them in Phoenix. Phoenix goes to the finals, but it, we we joke about 2015. The Warriors every the point guard got hurt every step of the way or whatever whatever the joke is. Uh, Phoenix saw injuries break their way every series, all these yeah. series and things worked their other way. It's like I mean I feel more there's calm. a yeah, There's a universe fair. where things break better for the Warriors and they're seen as better contenders. Maybe they're in the conference finals. So I, I, I struggle to say that they're punting. I think they're just sorting out, you know, how do we how do we make this work with the limited resources we have? Because we have uh, a 50 million, <laughs> we have a $200 million contract. We have another like $180 million contract. Like we have these massive contracts and we have to pay those. Like we cannot let Clay Thompson go play for another team. He's, he's Clay. Right. He did all this shit. And they absolutely can't let Steph walk out the door. So, you know, we, we got to figure this out. I think, you know, they, they feel like they're, they're always in talks with like these big trades. Yeah. And if, if they, if they really, took they're really taking the, one, they're really taking the mantle of being like the new age Lakers. Like they're just, yeah. no, matter, no matter who's on the market, there's a Photoshop and a rumor ready to go. <laughs> but the reason why is because if they add Brad Bill or they add, Ben Simmons or whoever the rumor is, right? They add one more infusion of talent to that roster. They're contenders. Everybody knows that they're dangerous yeah. as long as they have Steph and and he can he has enough help for them to be that. And that's why they're always gonna be in those rumors because it's like, yo, if they get one more guy, like you're telling me they can't beat the Lakers. And everybody knows that. Whether they want to admit or not, everybody knows that they're dangerous. Would you um let's play some fantasy trade talk then would you rather uh you're bob myers you have the opportunity to trade some of your young pieces and future picks would you rather get bradley beal or ben simmons with this group 
is Draymond there? Yeah. Is having Draymond and Ben on the same team. Assume like- it's assume it's uh it's Wiggins and like Wiggins to make the contracts work and just a boatload of uh like picks and young players, right? Like how trades are normally constructed. I, I would I would say, Brad, like you get that amount of shooting on that roster. You get right. clay back to whatever clay is. And I think and you know that would make it easier on clay, by the way, because he wouldn't yeah. have to be the number two. You know, what's funny about Brad is he's he's seen as a decent defensive hole these days. And a lot of guys have seen like defensive holes on bad teams. Those early John Wall runs, it was like they were strapping up. They were really getting after it on the perimeter. And he, he was seen as a whole different guy. Um, you know, I, I still don't know that like that's an incredible defensive team, Steph no. Brad, you know, but that's such you're a ask, you're asking Dray, team. You're asking Draymond to be helping a lot of different places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such an explosive offensive team, though. And, and, and with Dre there to help orchestrate that, I think that's. See, you I can't say no to that, you know. You you have to, and I'd imagine the Warriors try, uh, but it seems like, you know, Brad I'm, has any I'm, sense and he's waiting on. And he, I'm positive they it. have tried, and because it hasn't happened, that's where the denials come. Yeah, you know how the yeah, you know how it's played. You're you're seeing if it's a possibility. Then if it isn't, you're automatically lying and being like, I would never trade this guy. I love him, you know that type of thing. And on <laughs> and and on on top of that, I'm 100. percent uh, trade the potential for the known commodity uh, on all levels, every every facet. Yeah, I unless, remember, unless you're a, um, unless you're like the Houston Rockets right now, though. Like if you're like Houston, you're like we're you know all right. Let's see what we have with like these yeah, young yeah, yeah. guys because we're building for like three years down the road. That's like the only time you don't do it, in my opinion. Yeah, I remember the uh, Ben Simmons Kawhi stuff, and this is when he's with the Spurs, and I'm like. There's like a 10% chance Ben ever gets to be as good as Kawhi is right now. Go get Kawhi. What are you right. talking about? Right. And, and you know, I got ridiculed and, and all that. But now, look, like the Sixers would murder a puppy for Kawhi. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and They might have won a title if they pulled that off. They might have yeah. won a title that year. And, and that's why I always respect what Toronto did. And it's crazy. Like that trade in retrospect looks worse and worse by the day for the Spurs. But it's like – you have to take the shot while the shot's there because you're not – the window will close on you quick. So if I'm the Warriors, I mean, again, I'd imagine – And, here's the, and here's, the, here's the reality of it too. I think Kuminga is going to be a really good player. I think James Wiseman is going to be a really good player. The odds that they mean – that they're as good and mean as much to your franchise as Steph Curry are like – one in a bazillion. Yeah. So if you have a chance to go all in and make one more run at it and maybe get one more ring before these guys inevitably, you know, kind of age off into the sunset, like you got to go for it. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, with, with a guy like Wiseman, with a guy like Kuminga, it's like even a guy like, um, what's the, what's the guy off the bench, the guard, I forget, but, um, pool. Yeah. The Michigan yeah. guy, pool. Um, even, even if they, they they're not going to meet their max potential next to those guys and in that system. Not because those guys don't make players better, but because, like, I used to say the same thing with Kevin Love. Everybody says, well, you got to run the offense through Kevin Love at the elbow. No, you don't because you have LeBron and you run through him at the elbow. And so it's like, yo, we would love to, like, facilitate Jordan Poole's growth, but we have the leading scorer in basketball and the greatest shooter of all time. Who's just we're, better we're gonna, him at everything he does. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we're going to run it all through him. And we would love to, to have James Weissman like do the shit he's best at, but you know, what's best for us and winning. Yeah. 
of him making sure Steph is open and 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 Steph utilizing that. So it's like, you know, in, in this weird way, th- those guys might be in a better place on another team, even though this team is great and they have a system that works. We complain about system. We've seen the system work. Yeah. But on top of that, like you have to maximize these other players. It's more valuable for you. And it's just, it's just it is what it is. So I want to get back to the Beal thing and then get out of here. I actually feel the opposite as you. I feel like the Warriors, if they – first off, if you can get either of them, just get them, you know. Yeah. yeah like right. the, the odds that they're both just – both teams are like begging you to take their best players, like very, <laughs> very little. But like I think they'd be better off getting Ben Simmons. And my logic is everything's running through Brooklyn and the Lakers. Yeah. I don't think you're – gonna beat Brooklyn offense for offense like it's Brad Beal Steph and Clay can definitely like trade blows with KD Mm -hmm. Harden and um Kyrie and like they can definitely beat them but like no one's gonna beat Brooklyn at their own game is basically what I'm saying yeah yeah build a team that can legitimately defend as a unit you'd be having probably well, they finished second and third in defensive player of the year, Ben Simmons and Draymond. And for mm-hmm. my money, they're both better than Gobert defensively anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You, like got, almost you almost have to – yeah, you, you kind of almost have to do what, like, Milwaukee did, where it's like we're not going to beat Brooklyn trying to go one-on-one. Like, Drew Holiday is not going to win a back-and-forth mono-e-mono matchup with Kyrie. Like, you know, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But what you can beat them at is, like, defending as a unit, making their life difficult, and trusting your offense. And then, you know, at the end of the day, if Steph and Clay don't hit enough shots, then they didn't hit enough shots. But it's like, that makes more sense to me because at least you're, you're given kind of a clash of the styles. I worry too much about, like, trying to match their offensive firepower because, like, over a best of seven, I just don't see how you're going to, you know, if you can't slow them down, they're going to probably make more shots than you, period. No, and I, I get it 100%. And I think, I think the philosophy is right. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. not going to one-on-one dribble drive, <clears throat> dribble pull up. You're not going to outdo Kyrie and James and Kevin doing that. I think, and I, I, and I agree that, like, if you have Steph and Clay, you always have a semblance of spacing in right. some sort. I think the 19, 19 finals, perfect example. Um, it's like, as long as they were both there, I'm pretty there was sure. I'm pretty sure at one point they ran a lineup of like Boogie, Looney, and Draymond at the same time, which like, I, that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really like, stretching the boundaries of how much spacing you get out of two guys. You, you have two guys who have to chase the half court no matter where they're standing. Yeah, yeah. And so they'll always have some semblance. So I get it. For me, it's just I just I just do not like Ben Simmons. I just do not like what he does for you on the court. He's an incredible defender. I agree, but that didn't stop Trey Young from getting to his stuff, you know. And yeah. it's so much. And you know how that playoff offense is. It's so much like, look, you do have a great defender. I'm just gonna screen him until he's not guarding me, and then I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna do shit until. Until I have, we'll, get, we'll get Steve Kerr to tell Benson <laughs> stories about Michael Jordan and that'll fix everything. <laughs> that'll work. I think that, I think, you know, <laughs> sources tell me that those speeches really push guys to the title. I, I heard once upon a time. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you on the, uh, 
that's the other part of it. It's like, you can get so blinded with someone like Ben Simmons that you like ignore the, the, the obvious stuff that comes up every year in the playoffs, because you want to believe next year will be the year he like gets over that hurdle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's crazy. It sounds, I'm excited to see what the Warriors do. I think, you know, Steph makes them fun no matter what. There's always this element of just explosion at any point. And then <laughs> I think he's figuring, as crazy as it sounds, I think he's figuring out his game even more, you know, as he gets older. It's like he's finding out when to drive. He's realizing when to hit just a mid-range pull-up. And then and he'll always have confidence in his shooting. And he's just, he's just such a fascinating player in a basketball sense to watch on the court. It's like, you know – he made those playing games fun and, and they shouldn't have been as fun as they were. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately for you guys, they come out on the wrong end of it, but it just added an element of just anything can happen because step is out here. Like they could just beat the Lakers. Like they might, just, yeah. they might, just, and they almost did. And then, and then, you know, it's very lucky, rare that you want. lucky shot. <laughs> it's no comment. It's very rare that you watch guys like, I remember in high school, we all went to high school with the guy who was like the best guy. And right. just the way he got guarded and just see that happen. And it happens to a couple guys. It's not just Steph. I, th- I think, you know, we get a little overboard saying it's just Steph because we've watched Dane get chased all over the court. We've watched other, other guys. Not that they're better or worse or whoever, but it happens when guys are that on fire. But I feel like it almost happens more frequently to Steph than anybody else. See, whatever we do, we cannot let him catch it. And if he catches it, we cannot let him throw it at the rim. Like somebody else has to shoot. And you watch the, the Grizzlies do that in overtime of that yeah. playing game. It's like, it was just so fun. Like, all right, we got to see what he can figure out how to do. And he's running, giving goes. He's, you know, Draymond's walking the ball up. He's going to get it from him at half court and all this shit. And it's like, it's just a different type of basketball. And you don't see that with everybody. So the Warriors will always fascinate me as long as he's there. And I'll be tuned in. I, I know you're, I know when I was on the locker room with you guys, your fans hated that, but it's true. I'll be tuned in. Then I, I enjoy the hell out of the, this team and, and especially Steph. Yeah. Well, let's end it there. We're, we got a season coming up. I think they're going to be fascinating one way or another. Hopefully they make another move. Yeah, man. <laughs> Eddie, we uh, Appreciate I, you coming on. No, nah, I appreciate you for having me, man. And, uh, you know, tell all your, all your guys, tune in to me and Kevin. We'll, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be talking to Steph. Hopefully we'll be talking. We've, we've, we've tried. We've tried, and, and I think it's possible, and it's just timing and all that stuff. So hopefully y'all get that episode, and um, hopefully you guys are enjoying the pod, and we have some big stuff in, in the works for this year. Let's see Appreciate if you, can, you having me, man. Let's see if we can get Steph to throw Bob and Steve under the bus like Draymond. Woo! What a fun <laughs> time that would be. You know, I will say this. I'll, I'll leave on this note. It's like, as I got to know Kevin, and, you know, I'm asking all the gossipy shit, and I just got to know, all right? I just right. got to be that guy. Tell me about stuff. Like, you know, what's he like? Is he is is he, is it is it all an act? Is he like drinking and kicking it and doing all this? He's like, Steph is exactly what you see. Like, he's just great guy. Like, great husband, great family man. Like, he's he's great. And so, whenever there's this idea that Steph and Kevin don't get along or whatever, it it amuses me because it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, a lot, ton of respect, ton of not even just as a hooper, just as a guy. And mm-hmm. so. That that tripped me out to learn that. I was like, oh, that's that's dope. I mean, it's actually what I expected, but to to hear like, you know, again, this is like super off the record conversation. There's no reason to lie. To hear that step is like this great guy. I was like, oh, that's dope. It's dope to see it. It, it 
makes me even like a little more happier for his all his success and what he's doing. And I, I think that's the one thing I've also really enjoyed about uh the the KD Draymond like first year podcast uh, on the ETCs and then like the one they did for on Draymond show. It's just like there doesn't need to be that animosity and like was Draymond the reason that you know <laughs> KD left or was was Andy Lou the reason that KD left? <laughs> it's like yeah, so it's just like you know it's I, I think people you know realize over time it's like things sometimes run their course and people go in different directions and it doesn't yeah. have, it doesn't have to be like uh, a violent inflection point. Like, you know, kind of like everything, all that stuff goes back to like childhood and like the Shaq Kobe drama. Like yeah, just yeah. assume like if any team breaks up, Oh, it's gotta be like a, a new Shaq Kobe thing. Right. And it's like, yeah. and even that one, like, I, I feel like they just say like the only reason they broke up was cause like they didn't want to pay Shaq anymore. It's it, it's it's funny because we've all left jobs. We've all had yeah. friends. We not even fell off. We just grew apart from. We've all had work friends, and kind of mm. like we don't see as much. And we just it's just impossible for that like to happen on the NBA level. We expect them to be brothers forever and all this stuff. Yeah, because it, like, in your mind, like, you're 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 comparing their job to like your high school team, where yeah, you're yeah. like boys. <laughs> it's like you, it can't it you you can't comprehend the idea that like you know playing for the Warriors is like a job for them the same way you like clocking in is, you know? And then it's funny then, then you get around them and incredibly grounded view of everything. And then you go, Oh, I get it. Everybody's cool. I get it. It's fine. So, yeah, I mean, again, thanks for having me uh, tune into the et cetera's. I, I'll leave on this note. I, I know we're like Indian and we've been Indian for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> everything is Sam's fault. Everything is me meeting Kevin, uh, me, you know, kind of drumming up business because Sam was very instrumental in getting me going with podcasting. So he'll always be my guy. <laughs> and um, you know, Kevin so found the, us on on a blue wire pod. So it's, the, it's the Andy the Andy Lou shirts were just a cover for me yeah, with the dynasty. See, I That's hate to it. ruin I hate to ruin our public facade, but nah man. Always <laughs> always my guy, both of you guys. Appreciate you having this long time coming. We'll have to do this again when the Warriors for the for the uh yeah, Play you got Nets. it. We'll, we'll, we'll do something in season when we actually have groups to talk about. I think I'm going to come to the Bay, man. I think I'm coming to the Bay when they play out there. We'll have to link. We'll have to do something. Sounds good, man.